0: This is a Federal News Network podcast.
1: The lingering COVID virus is keeping lots of people out of IRS offices. Yet a buildup of paper from tax returns is compelling tax employees to be there. So even though tax filing deadlines are returning to normal, the IRS is looking at a rough season. That's among the findings in this year's annual report from the taxpayer advocate, Aaron Collins, joins me now. Ms. Collins, good to have you back. Good morning, Tom. Good to be back. And it seems like this is a little bit of a deja vu all over again situation because everyone maybe expected the COVID crisis to be over. But it sounds like for the IRS, a little too soon to say, isn't it?
0: Yeah, it's been a tough two filing seasons due to COVID. And I am concerned that uh, the upcoming filing season is going to be as challenging.
1: And let's talk about the paper end of this, because there's still, even though it's a small percentage of taxpayers, a small percentage of taxpayers is a lot of paper for the IRS. And what does that situation look like as we head toward filing season?
0: Yeah, the filing season kicks off at the end of January, so it's right around the corner. I say a lot. Um, you know, Paper is not the IRS's friend. And I think even the report, we use the term that paper is the IRS's kryptonite, um, because it is very difficult in the COVID environment where employees are working remotely and we are trying to social distance in a lot of the campuses. Um, it's been difficult for employees To be hands-on, so to speak, with paper, you physically have to be touching it and have to be in the office. So with our uh, limitations that we have with respect to our employees, it makes it very difficult for the employees to get their normal jobs done.
1: Is there any possibility of someone mailing paper bundles to people so that they can process at home and then mail them back? Or is that just not feasible?
0: I have not heard that being discussed. I think there'd be some real concerns um, on 6103 with respect to improper disclosures. We are very careful of protecting taxpayer data. Um, So I I don't see that as being an option in the near future.
1: Yeah, I can't see the idea of 10,000 tax returns on somebody's dining room table for the family to take a perusal through, I suppose, it would not be a good idea. And do you have any sense of the IRS processing offices, whether anyone is in there or just a few people, or what does it look like generally?
0: No, they do have it staffed. I would say that if you look across the agency, the individuals that are in the office are those that are working the returns. So the campuses, again, you're going to find the most, the highest number of IRS employees. Um, Other employees have more flexibility if they're working with the taxpayer or working remotely. But when you're dealing with the processing of paper, uh, that is something that the campuses are doing, and there's a higher percentage of employees working in the campus.
1: So it's a little bit better than it was last year at this point with respect to their ability to process the paper?
0: Yes, but I hesitate saying that. Um, I think the biggest challenge is Uh, I don't think we've been able as an agency to hire as many um, incoming new employees as we would like. Uh, So I think that is a concern for the upcoming filing season. You know, we have normal attrition, people retire, people leave the government. And do we have enough employees to handle the workload? And I think that's a real challenge for those folks that are in the service centers or the campuses processing these returns because I don't think we're able to hire as fast and as many individuals. So it puts the onus on them to get the job done.
1: And is that hiring disability a function of the IRS, or are they just participating in an economy where employees seem hard to hire these days generally?
0: I think it's a little bit of everything, and that's one of the things that we address in our annual report that was released on Wednesday. And we do discuss the hiring challenges with respect to IRS employees, and I would think they're very similar across all federal Um, agencies, uh, some of the requirements and challenges we have and the time it takes to bring in a new employee. So that is difficult uh, in the hiring piece. Um, But on top of that, as you mentioned, we do have what's going out um, across the country and, and what are challenges that people are facing. I think we're not seeing as many people rushing in Um, to apply for jobs. And that's very discouraging. Uh, But I don't think that's just with respect to the IRS. I think it's across the country, both private and government.
1: We're speaking with Erin Collins. She's the IRS taxpayer advocate. And I want to ask you about telephone service. That's been kind of a tough issue for the past several years. And it was cited specifically in the presidential executive order on customer experience, where one of the goals is for IRS to have automated call back so people aren't on hold for indefinite periods. What's the status of, this, of the call centers and what what is the IRS prepared to do in this coming season?
0: Yeah, this past year has probably had the most historic numbers, the highest volume of incoming calls. Uh, they Typically, the IRS receives around 100 million calls per year. This past year, they had close to 282 million so in essence three times the incoming calls so that has been a a huge challenge for the irs and as a result they've had the lowest level of service so about 11 percent of the taxpayers who called in actually spoke to an irs employee so phones this year was very difficult Um, there were a lot of reasons that taxpayers were calling in you had new legislation uh, you had delays in refunds, delays in processing. So the phone lines were ringing, and unfortunately, our uh, customer service representatives just were not able. There were not enough hours in the day, and then not enough customer service. Uh, folks to actually answer those calls.
1: Well, if you have, say, automated callback, if the volume is triple what it normally is, how can you even have automated callback if there's not enough hours in the day to answer live?
0: And you hit the nail right on the head because that is a challenge. The IRS has started the automatic callback uh, with respect to some of their lines. We'd like to see it. and We made a recommendation that it's across all phone lines. Uh, because I think those who have been able to have the automatic callback, it's been very efficient um, and very much appreciated when you're on the other side of that call to have the IRS call you back rather than, you know, listening to hold or, or music. Um, but the challenge is again, it gets back to um, resources. If they don't have enough employees to call back, they stop the callback procedure. So. Only those who get through that could speak to a customer service representative receive the callback. So, as you pointed out, with a high volume, they can't do it across the board.
1: Yes, because live or calling back, you're still taking calls serially, and therefore you run up against a clock. Yep. Now to the main processing electronically. I guess the workload is going to be what it is. There's so many taxpayers and so many returns and business returns in the season. But in past year, the IRS had additional duties caused by covid relief legislation and it had some pretty big haystacks of work falling on the irs during the filing season now we're back to filing at the traditional deadline date what can the irs expect for workloads coming up now
0: i think the biggest challenge that the irs employees will be dealing with which impacts taxpayers is the backlog that's coming over from the past year into the current year uh, we still have over 6 million uh, original filed returns, individual filed, that have not been processed. We have over 2 million business returns. We have over 2 million um, quarterly employment returns. We have over 5 million pieces of paper correspondence. That all needs to be processed. So unfortunately, we're not starting the new filing season clean we still have this carryover from the back year. So they will be digging out of that hole as they start the new filing season. Um, I can't predict what Congress is going to do. Um, On one hand, some of the changes of legislation that they made was very favorable to taxpayers. And I know that IRS agents took pride in being able to issue the stimulus payments as well as the child tax uh, payments that were made every month. But that is a heavy lift with respect to tax administration. And it did um, negatively impact the the timeliness of the filing season.
1: And I always think of the IRS taxpayer advocate as sort of the stern but loving mother of the agency. And on one hand, you've got to administer hard truths from a taxpayer standpoint and deliver bad news to the agency. But on the other hand, you are of the agency and care about it. So from the uh, mom side as opposed to the scolding side, what's your sense of the state of the IRS as an agency,
0: I like to put the two together. I, I like to think of it as the mom as being realistic at the same time as, as delivering the facts. So um, I, I think it's been a very difficult time. I think the IRS is in a crisis, in essence, because uh, the challenges that the Congress has placed on the IRS, on top of our current filing season core duties, ha- has really caused problems. And with the reduced budget, means you have reduced staffing. And I think for the last 10 years, we've gotten to the point that things need to change. Um, And I, I don't think anyone within the IRS would agree with that. I think we are trying to make the best of what we have. And again, I think the employees are doing an admirable job, but there's more on their plate than we can handle.
1: I guess one thing mitigating in favor of improvement is the fact that there is some continuity of leadership we've had now for several years.
0: Yeah, and I think this commissioner uh, is very supportive of its employees, and I think he's been very vocal on the Hill with respect to uh, the needs of the service, with respect to funding, um, additional resources. Uh, I'm, I'm still waiting to see, hopefully, Congress will agree this upcoming year to increase our annual budget and potentially give us additional funds. But, you know, the IRS at this point. They're limping along, and it is amazing the job that IRS employees are doing to get as much done without challenges. But at the same time, as you said, you know, part of our obligation is to look at the problems um, and to make recommendations uh, to the IRS to improve. Uh, it, it's been difficult for taxpayers. It's been a really bad uh, filing season for the last two years. And, again, uh, we as IRS employees – um, and professionals across the country really need to get the message out as to what taxpayers need to do to make sure that the filing season goes as smoothly as possible.
1: And, of course, underlying everything the IRS does is it's information technology. They've been struggling to modernize it, and there's a, yet another new reset, a new plan for modernization. What's the outlook for getting their IT just that much more under control in the year ahead?
0: Yeah, I'm optimistic of some of their plans. I'm a little pessimistic on the time frame. I would like to see some changes more quickly that are favorable to both the employees as well as to taxpayers.
1: And the individual master file system, is that going to still live on to infinity?
0: They're hoping that they're going to have that updated and changed. I think the goal is that we um, quickly adapt, and quickly is a relative (laughs) word, um, adapt to what we call the enterprise case management, where all of it All of our standalone systems will be linked into one system, which will be a huge benefit uh, to IRS and its employees and to taxpayers. Uh, As I said, I I would like to see it tomorrow. Uh, I don't think it's going to happen that quickly, but uh, they are taking steps each day to move towards that goal.
1: And something went by quickly, but your new report, your annual report is out just yesterday, correct?
0: Correct. And in the report, we address... Uh, our perception of the 10 most serious problems impacting taxpayers, and we also talk about the uh, 10 most litigated issues. So, I encourage folks to they get an opportunity to go on our website and. Um, have a chance to review it.
1: And we'll link it at our website also. Aaron Collins is the National Taxpayer Advocate for the IRS. Thanks so much for joining me. Thanks so much. We'll post this interview along with a link to that report at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Hear the Federal Drive on your schedule. Subscribe at Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your shows. This episode is brought to
0: you by Zelle. Whenever you're sending money through an app or online, it's important to do it safely. Here are a few helpful tips. First,